Welcome back to Adorkable. By the way, thank you so much for coming and listening to this podcast. I very much appreciate it. This podcast, as the title suggests, is all about starting a new semester. So if you're in college or university and you're having a hard time trying to uh, find the time to play video games or overly stressed and need some you time, I'm here to help you out with some nice tips and some updates to help this fall semester go by slightly more smoothly. So get ready for a lot of awesome, good ideas. First off, if you're picking college courses, make sure you don't overdo it. Don't put yourself with six to seven classes of course of a course load it's that's a lot of work i'm doing that now and it's a lot of work but i've somehow still managed to have time to play video games and get my work done because i've looked into my syllabus and made sure there's gaps between where i don't have nothing else to do i've gotten everything else finished i'm a little ahead of the game so i can have some fun playing video games however there is the time where i will be overly stressed out midterms finals i'll be losing my mind I want my alone time, and sometimes video games help a lot. So, here are three old video games that you guys can afford that are out for the PlayStation 4, if you have it, that will help with your stress a lot, mainly because of the stuff you can do in those games. First one, no surprise, is Borderlands, the Handsome Collection. You have two games with all the DLCs attached to it, and you get to literally find... An infinite amount of weapons in the game to use against your enemies to blow them up, freeze them, burn them alive, corrode them with acid. Honestly, for some reason, when you kill a psycho that way, it's just satisfying (laughs) in the the best way, in the best way, not to sound creepy. Like, oh God, he likes melting people with acid. But like when you get an acid gun and you get to see them just fade away. It is satisfying. So, Borderlands The Handsome Collection is one of the funnest games still playable to this day for the PlayStation 4. You have Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel in that collection, which are a lot of fun. You want to kill people on Pandora? That's Borderlands 2. You want to kill people uh, in space? Well, not really in space, but on the moon Elpis that's rotating Pandora, then I highly suggest the pre-sequel. The difference between the two is the Borderlands 2 has a larger map and a larger amount of DLCs, but a fewer amount of people that you uh, get to combat, I guess is the right way of saying it, but more adventure time for it. While pre-sequel, which is a smaller game with a smaller map, still brings a lot of fun to the franchise by having more action. There's going to be... You'll see the difference between when you play the Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel. Borderlands 2, you have more of an adventure style of gaming, while pre-sequel, you have enemies spawning left and right because it's a smaller map, so you need more action, which is fun. And both stories are incredible. Both stories are stressful, but very incredible. And 
just playing them for fun will just ease away some of that stress, especially when you're using a sniper rifle or a laser cannon. That is the most satisfying thing to go through the scope and just pull the trigger and boom. The nomad you're fighting or the midget, the psycho midget with uh, grenades attached to him explodes. It's so satisfying. So I highly suggest Borderlands The Handsome Collection because it's a lot of fun. Second, honestly, I know I'm going to get a lot lot of uh, for this, but in my opinion, my personal, very biased, very biased, I'll put it this way, opinion, comes second is either Fallout or the Skyrim game that's come out for PlayStation 4. Mainly because you can just do whatever you want. Yes, in real life, we have a lot of rules and restrictions that stops us from really fully enjoying ourselves. But in the Fallout and Skyrim game, you can start off with nothing and level up and just go to town. If you want to go into a village and pick on the biggest guy in there, you can totally do that and get into that fight. If you want to go on some crazy adventure of a side quest, you can do that too. Especially with Fallout, you can, if you want, you can find the big boy weapon, attach a mini nuke, and just shoot off several mini nukes around a town or area and just detox that way. Or you can go in Skyrim, find the biggest sword and magic, and just pick fights with dragons as much times as you want. So you can feel heroic and like a champion, which eases off the stress when you feel like a badass. Because sometimes what happens with stress, it lowers your self-esteem and it lowers your your happiness, basically. So if you have like that moment of being heroic, it will help. Trust me, it will help. And lastly, I know I'm going to get some uh, strife for this one, too. Lastly would be Diablo 3. Diablo 3 has been out also for a while. And I gotta say, it's still fun. It's still fun in the sense that even though there's only like five classes out, you still, with those five classes, you can still have so much customization to them and still go through the story or even adventure mode and kill the minions of hell and still have fun. I literally play it when I have nothing else to play and I'm always amused. I'm never having a bad time when I'm playing with Diablo 3 unless I put everything to like the highest difficulty level and then I can't beat anything. Or if you play on hardcore mode and you die once, it's game over for that character completely. But I don't suggest you do that. To ease off the stress of the college semester, you should totally play Diablo 3 on normal or easy and just watch your watch your character, your entity destroy hordes of minions and watch him just slowly level up to become the biggest badass in the Diablo universe, which I honestly don't can't remember how um well their whole continent is. I can't remember what it was, but Diablo 3 is a lot of fun. It will seriously help your detox. And 
if you're playing on easy and you're just killing people left and right, it makes you feel serene. It has that moment of clarity where you're just like, yes, I am a god to this. And it's just, I don't know why, it will just make you feel better. And if it doesn't, there's other games or other activities you can do to ease off the stress, honestly. But, because I've talked about this, I also have to announce that this September, we have four incredible games coming out for the PlayStation 4, which I've got to say, I'm looking forward to them. Maybe you guys are too. Who knows? Right now, for me, in order of their release date, this one I'm not really too excited for because I haven't been so in-depth with this franchise for a while. I kind of fell off it because it's so easy to peak that Endgame is hard to continue playing. And that's why with Borderlands, with so many DLCs, it was always fun to play even after you beat the game. Especially going into true Vault Hunter mode. But this game, I just have my little stripes with because it's always... It's always a hassle to try and like re-level up after they have another, a new uh, cap. After they release a new cap for the your character. And that game is Destiny. The new Forsaken DLC has been uh, released. Which a lot of fans have been raving about since a certain character dies. Which is crazy. And honestly, even though I haven't played the game in a while, he was my favorite character in the Destiny franchise. Mainly because Nathan Fillman was the one uh, voice act, voice uh, acting him. But, wow. They killed off Kate 6, which is crazy. <laughs> but I'm looking forward a lot to Destiny Forsaken. Because I feel like it will still... Not as much as, I, as the other games, but I feel like it's going to be... They're going to fix some things that made the game less attractive to me let me put it that way which introducing the gambit mode which is like a pve four players against everything else which is fun which is always fun to have like that's if you guys don't understand or don't really remember what type of pve games are like uh call of duty zombies is a pve where you have to kill hordes of zombies and it's only the four of you people so yeah that's that's the Gambit mode for De- for Destiny Forsaken, which I know a lot of fans are looking forward to. I hope it fixes a lot of the issues that it's had for, for I guess, veteran Destiny players. And I hope it's a lot of fun. I really do. So far, a lot of people are raving about it. It's been released today on September 4th, as today it is. And I hope everyone enjoys it. Now, the game I really am excited for, it comes out this Friday, September 7th. Oh, God, I just lost my breath getting super excited. I'm sorry. But it's Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4 by Insomniac Games. It's looking incredible. Incredible. I've got to admit, it's it's everything I ever wanted in a Spider-Man game. And ever since Spider-Man 2's amazing free world roaming... I've looked forward to that in a lot of Spider-Man games. However, they've... Um, what's the best way of putting this? 
they underperformed, in my opinion, a lot of them. Some of their stories were good, but they overall still underperformed. I honestly feel that this new Spider-Man game by Insomniac Games will be a better installment for the next-gen consoles of, you know, PlayStation 4, because Insomniac Games did it right by having, in its trailer, the Sinister Six going after Spider-Man, and having uh, Spider-Man have help from uh, Police Chief Watanabe, which is really cool to have. Diversity! And one quick bit that I'm pretty sure everyone else has noticed through the trailer too, is that they introduced Miles Morales. I'm a huge nerd of Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Oh, Miles Morales. The black Puerto Rican Spider-Man. Uh, suck it. He, he in my opinion, is on the same par as Peter Parker and or just slightly better, in my, in my opinion, in my biased, very biased opinion. And that's for many other reasons. But Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4 from Isomniac Games is looking like a must-buy. The story looks incredible. And because someone leaked out pictures of uh, the unlockable costumes, there's a lot of unlockable costumes. From the Iron Spider suit from Avengers Infinity War to Homecoming's suit as well. I'm looking forward to trying to unlock them, playing side missions, and finally free roaming the city of New York. We haven't done that since Spider-Man 2, and I'm looking forward to that. Pretty sure if you're just going spiders slinging everywhere, you'll find side quests to unlock those costumes. So I'm looking forward to that. Now, if you're looking for more of a... uh, Linear adventure game? I guess that's the best way of putting it. September 12th, Shadow of the Tomb Raider comes out. And it's like Steelcase Edition. Which, if you're a fan of the Tomb Raider franchise, it looks okay. It's looking really good. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is looking like a better installment than its previous predecessor. And I cannot wait to see how this story portrays Lara Croft's new struggle. Granted, I have played the others, and I was also under underwhelmed. It was still fun. Don't get me wrong. They were still... Tomb Raider games are still fun. However, I just didn't feel satisfied as I do with other games. So, hopefully Shadow of the Tomb Raider and its nice Steelcase edition that comes out September 12th does better than its predecessor. And does better than the actual movie that came out... I believe this year or last year. So, two games down. Actually, those are three games down. I apologize. The last game coming out September 25th. If you're a slasher fan like me, Friday the 13th, the Ultimate Slasher Edition is released. I feel like that's going to be a lot of fun. Mainly because it's arena gameplay based where... You get guess matchmaked with a couple people online. One person becomes Jason Voorhees, and the rest of you become the camp counselors. And you have to somehow either survive or kill Jason. Now, whoever plays Jason, obviously, is going to be extremely OP and going to murder almost everybody out there. Honestly, I really would like to see this game 
have a more fan-based uh, community. It had a lot of great reviews, but like many arena games, it becomes repetitive after a while and loses its uh, its spark, its fire that attracted everyone. So this Ultimate Slasher Edition hopefully will bring back some uh, old and new fans, and I'm hoping when I play it, finally I'll be Jason. Because I played it while I was at GameStop or other places, I've never owned the game, but I've always seen everybody else play it, and I, from the two times I played the game, I've really enjoyed it, but I've never been Jason Voorhees. So hopefully, for once, I can be Jason Voorhees. Maybe for Halloween, who knows. But yeah, those are the four games that are coming out this September, and I'm really hoping to at least play Spider-Man, because that's my favorite character in the Marvel MCU next to Captain America. So, with that being said, I've talked about how to survive large course loads, large course loads using old school video games to detox stress. I've talked about the upcoming new games that are coming out this month of September. So here's five tips of making video games last longer. These tips will help a lot. If you ever played a video game, you know you're paying sometimes between $40 to $80 for a video game, depending on like DLCs included or whatever. That's a lot of money. I don't know if anyone, any of the listeners now are very wealthy people. I am not. I can happily say I'm cheap. I like to get my money's worth. So to make those games last longer, here are some five tips to help you out. Tip number one, highest difficulty setting possible. I'm not saying putting it to like ultra god mode of death and destruction where you're going to rage quit almost every time you play. I'm talking about putting it on the highest difficulty setting where you know that, okay, it's going to be a while for me to beat this game because... If I do two to three wrong moves, it's game over. Putting it on the highest difficulty setting will make you feel like you've truly achieved the ending towards the game. And it just brings you so much happiness when you do it on the highest dip- on the highest difficulty level pers- as possible, personally to you. Because it's an achievement that you can be like, yes, I have my money's worth with this. So happy. So, so happy for this. Another tip, tip number two, side questing first. Everybody loves the story. That's one of the few reasons why if someone gets a game is to experience the story of it all. But just like the developers for Mass Effect said, it's more about the journey. So go on side quests, figure stuff out, find side missions or or side stories that help either develop the story or help develop your character within the game. Honestly, a lot of side quests can sometimes be more fun than the actual story because they can either be goofy, crazy, or just interesting overall. So go side questing. You never know what you can find. Tip number three, do not binge play. I know there's a lot of gamers out there who have a lot of free time and just beat a game within 24 hours and be like, I'm done. That's, you get, you're ruining the experience if you binge play a game. Sure, some games like Monster Hunter World, it's pretty hard to not binge play, 
and still not really get anywhere. I understand that. But when you're playing a, a, a game, let's say... Let's say Destiny 2. Let's say you're playing Destiny 2 and you binge play it. You're going to get far within the game. Yeah. But then you hit that cap and that peak where you just stop having all that fun because you played too much of it. Which comes down to the fourth tip. Don't rush through. It combines with binge playing. Don't rush through the story or any of the quests just to just get over and done with. Enjoy the game. A lot of people put a lot of work into creating the games for you to enjoy it. Not to just rush through it and just click X between a story mode or X or A, depending on what controller you use. But yeah, enjoy the story. Enjoy the game. Enjoy looking at its details. Like in the new God of War game. If you literally stop and look at everything, you'll see how much detail they put into the mountains into the background scenery, and especially into the World Eater Serpent. That thing is horrifying to look at. And he just stays there in the background, creepy. Always looking. But the detail, the art, the craftsmanship of the game, don't rush through it, because you'll miss out on it. And the final, final, final tip for making a game last longer. Go to doing what people do best. Achievement and trophy hunting. Honestly, every game now, thanks to uh, the systems we have, have trophies and achievements put into them that you can go after. There's YouTube channels of people going after achievements and trophies for video games. So if you have nothing else to do and the game has like lost its uh, fire or torch, or you don't want to finish it too too quickly try doing achievements and trophies honestly but like i said the god of war game try killing the the valkyries before uh ending the game honestly i did that and i didn't know the valkyries were supposed to be end game i did it before i mean it was an achievement and i was super happy for but when i found out that uh the valkyrie queen was the end game boss and i beat her i was so happy for myself So please, use these five tips to make any game last longer, so that way you can enjoy them longer. Because nobody wants to spend about $80 for the satisfaction of only 24 hours of gaming. Nobody likes that. So please enjoy. I hope all of this has helped you. I know this has been a long podcast of over 23 minutes, but I had a lot to talk about. Surviving large course loads in your university life and using video games to detox them the three nice really cool ones that are actually cheap that you can find on the playstation store or your local GameStop or not grocery store but outlet store you have also four games that have are coming out this september that are looking incredible and very very fun to play and lastly you have the five tips I gave you to make a game last longer. I'm hoping that I did my public service by letting you guys know all this. And soon, I really hope I can use my podcast to also help myself detox from the stress of going to school. Because I'm taking seven courses and it's a pain. 
so much reading material, so much less time for video games, but I will make time for me because that's how you survive, making time for yourself. So thank you for listening into Adorkable. I am your host. I was really excited to do this again, and hopefully I can continue doing this. So uh, live long and prosper, everybody. Later, Gators.